Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. So how's your week? Christmas music is destroying my life. Come on, Christmas music, fun! No, listen, okay, so by the time this is out, I have helped to launch a radio station to all Christmas music 24-7, and when we're doing this right now, actually we're doing this from my office because things are this crazy. That's correct. That you had to come over because I'm like swamped with trying to flip an entire radio station. Also picking up awards. Yes, I mean, I've had a very fun week, I guess. I got an award, or I got, the station got an award, and I was the one accepting it. So that was very neat. Which is pretty amazing. Today, while we're recording, is my 10th year anniversary at this radio station, so I've had a lot of people stop by to say, congratulations, it's 10 years, that's fantastic. Um, But it's also been crazy uh, like, for example, we're, we want to do this thing where we're going to have trivia on our website every single day leading up to That's like your jam. So you are the trivia man. So I spent two hours building 40 questions of Christmas trivia <laughs> based on everything from my favorite Christmas movies to what they say in a specific song to uh, remember that poem the night before Christmas, How Many Reindeer? Uh, oh, you know, like, I like just it. Really got deep can you, into my Christmas. Can you do one right now? Like, toss me a trivia. I know nothing about Christmas. I'm like the most anti any holiday. Absolutely, I can. So, what is the name of the Adam Sandler song that gets radio play this time of year? Eight Days of Hanukkah? No, you're very close. I know it's Hanukkah. It's like Hanukkah, Hanukkah. No, that's Melly Cat. Um, <laughs> with the word Hanukkah. But you're not wrong. So it's the Hanukkah song. Right. So I had to make sure that whatever, whenever that question showed up, it coincided with when Hanukkah was running. So I had to make sure that, like, you know, that answer will be at a specific time. That's very cool. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of jumping back and forth, but uh, it's a good two thing you like Christmas. Day. I do like Christmas. It's Remembrance Day when we're actually recording this. It is. Um, so it felt a little weird doing all of our Remembrance Day stuff in the morning and all our Christmas stuff in the afternoon. It Unfortunately, I guess you've probably been doing Christmas stuff even last week. So our whole discussion about Remembrance Day and Christmas and when can you start, sometimes in order to get ready for Christmas, you're going to be working on Christmas before you're ready to. Which, can I just say thank you so much to everybody who listened to last week's episode. We did do something very different and personal, um, and the feedback we got was great. So thank you so much for listening. And if it's your first time ever listening to Friends with Elephants... Check us out from last week. Yeah, check out last week's, or stick around for this week's. Well, yeah, first <laughs> listen to this one, then go back. And thank you so much for uh, for finding Friends with Elephants. I hope you really enjoy this hour. All right, let's get on to a segment. It's time for a top three turf war. And this week, we have Mocking Jay. Part, the Hunger Games Part 2 of the Mockingjay series. However you say that title. I know it's a big, long title. So I thought, you know what? We got to get our dystopia on. Are you going to see it? No. What? Well, let's get our dystopia on. Yeah, let's get our dystopia on. <laughs> Are you going to see it? Yeah. Not this weekend, but yeah, for sure I'm going to see it. You're a big fan then. I love the books and I like the movies. Okay, see, I 
loved the first two books, so I saw the first two movies. The first movie I did not like. The second movie I, I was agree. Like, I hated okay, the first movie. Not bad. Liked the second movie. And I did not like at all the third book, so I'm like, I don't care. Oh, I was oh I, I agree that I think the best book was the second book and the best movie so far has been the second movie. I thought the first book was the best because they really, really get into that Gale and PETA trilogy trifecta, and I don't care for that at all. Okay, yeah, in the second book. But they really did a good job with it in the first book. I, I just, I, the first and second books were amazing. What I liked about the second book was that it was more political. And maybe this is going to tip my hand right, as to because, my movie choices. Because all we did was say, hey, top three dystopia films. I don't know what you think is dystopia. I, I, I know what I think is. So this could be a very interesting top three. So, Ivana, ladies first, what is your number three? Battle Royale. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like that that made your list. It did. Uh, it did not make mine. Um, so quickly, why? Why did it make your list? Okay. How many Japanese movies are this famous in America? I can only think of the one. Exactly. Battle Royale was just so profoundly new and, and crazy in what it brought to the screens that it didn't matter what language it was in. Most people have seen that. Well, anyone who's into genre has probably seen that film and knows about it. At the very least, people have heard of it. And when Hunger Games came out, people kept being like, oh, Battle Royale, but for kids. And so... Which I see the similarities, but... It's if, not the if same. If you haven't seen Battle Royale, it's a different story. Oh, it's a totally different story. There's no love story. It's not for kids. But the concept of kill, like putting people in basically a sphere for lack of a better term and saying kill each other is the same similar okay so my number three kind of goes on the same killing principle i went with the running man from 1987 i've never seen it oh of course you haven't seen it it's uh an arnold schwarzenegger movie prisoners have to fight for their freedom and like they get freedom if they if they that's right. Oh, so it's like but gladiators, never, but in yes, the- it's exactly like gladiators. And people watch this on television for entertainment. That sounds like an awesome movie. Oh, it is an awesome movie, and you get all the Schwarzenegger catchphrases and all the ridiculousness. And every gladiator is insanely silly, but um, the the host of the show is diabolical, and he really wants. His contestants die. Really? Because most of you are going to die up against these gladiators. It's fascinating. Um, So what's your number two? My number two movie is Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. I had a hard time keeping Mad Max Fury Road off of my list. I just like these other movies more. Mm. Um, But Mad Max Fury Road, why does it make number two for you? I loved that movie. I loved the story of it. I loved how empowering it is for people who feel disadvantaged and taken advantage of. And frankly, I hate road movies and action movies, and I love this movie. And I think that that just speaks to itself. It's the only Mad Max movie I've seen, so that's full disclosure. But I know that it did really well. I know that it's very respected. I know that it is actually a really great film and it's totally a dystopia it builds a world that we're not in and uh i just 
I can't say enough good things about it. And so it was number two. My number two, you know, you talked about politics in our introduction and how much or our introduction to this segment and how much you like that. V for Vendetta. For oh, me, that's a good one. For me is. I forgot about that movie. Number two. You have Britain who has made fear and curfews and Christianity this level of government that is oppressive to its people and one terrorist v stands against it and by the end of the film you really like v and you know it's very dystopian all of the politics are there and you get such a great visual story i'm already going to give you that at some number okay because I forgot about it. I love that movie. How could I have forgotten? I don't know how Vendetta. you forgot about that movie. So, so and and th- it's funny because I I go back to that movie every single year at least once. I just think the writing is incredible, and the I love acting everything. That character. Yeah, yeah. What's your number one? I don't think we're gonna have any of the same ones this time. The Matrix. Yeah, I I look at the Matrix as sci-fi, but not really dystopia because. We don't know it's dystopia because we're plugged into the machine. But you're absolutely right. But it, it is. is it's a dystopia. It's a science fiction dystopia, which they can have that blurred lines. It, this movie is like film history. You know what I mean? The style of action that was brought to that movie has been become like the mainstay in what we see nowadays. We slow things down so that we can see crazy human movements. Um, The whole concept of the red pill or the blue pill, at least once a week, someone makes some sort of reference that goes back to the Matrix. Absolutely. It's still a linchpin in all action movies. Absolutely. And so I think, and it's also the movie that brought the the Wachowski brothers like to the forefront of film. So I think that it is just such a huge and legendary movie, almost from like a historical perspective of the history of film that it's got to get in there. Yeah. I think, I think you make a good case for that. My number one movie, Minority Report. And this is a Spielberg tale that I always go back to. I, I think do it's like that amazing. movie. Um, and it's this real interesting concept of what would happen if we could predict crime, not just crime, murder. And anyone who is capable of murdering gets put in prison. That is to me the scariest thing ever because in a, in a crime of passion, you know, I walk in and, you know, maybe Becky's making out with some dude. Maybe I, in a split second, lose my mind. And all of a sudden, people are banging down my door. And I'm being hauled off to prison because of a crime of passion. It that you haven't yet committed. That I haven't even committed, but I'm going to prison for it. And yeah. to me, it is, out of all the movies we've said, that's the scariest to me. Because then when they lock you up in prison, you're just floating conscious. You can't do anything. You can't move. But you are in your head with a whole bunch of other people in pods. And you you didn't even commit a crime. You just thought about it. Yeah, but thinking, I, that's the thing, though, is Minority Report isn't about thinking about crimes. It's also about the fact that, like, 
you will commit it in the future. It's the precognition. Right, they see it. They see it happening. So, like, everyone is going to think about crime at some point in their lives, but they see that you are likely to commit that crime in the future. I got to say, now that we have all of our cards on the table, I think the V for Vendetta should be the number one best dystopia film. All right, well, we had different number ones, so, I I mean, should it go V for Vendetta and then maybe... Maybe The Matrix? Yeah. And then maybe Minority, Minority Report. Report. So I, that, I think that okay. that's... Because V for Vendetta totally would have made your list. Yeah. I And once I heard you or re- was reminded of what you said, everything that you said about V for Vendetta is why I think that you argued yourself out of Minority Report being number one. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I do know what you're saying, yes. And, and as far as creating an alternate universe, V for Vendetta's universe is way more... Like realistic and symbolic and you can just see it in your head like someone says v for vendetta oh i know what that is the fact that the people who are against scientology took up the v for vendetta masks and they're still used now in our actual world to suggest protest uh is pretty huge so i think it's got to get the number one spot okay so uh we've got a list you want me to count it down yeah you do it okay i need some drums Number three, Minority Report. Number two, The Matrix. And the number one dystopian film is V for Vendetta. Woohoo! That's a neat list. That's that's a very cool list. I think that's a really good list. I think I'm going to go and watch these movies now. Guess what time it is? Are we napping again? It's app time. It's app time. <laughs> I love it. So uh, for the past, I'd say maybe almost month, I have been using a new app, well, new to me, called Anavo Extend. I told you about it. Have you, you did tell me, but this is the one that extends your data life a little bit. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to but you. But you don't know how it works. I have no idea how it works. <laughs> I saw the app. I saw it was on a recommended list. I thought, I'm going to check this out, and I'm going to install it and see how it goes. So let me understand. So how much data do you have a month on your phone? I pay for 750 megabytes of data. And somehow you don't hit your your max. Prior to this app, I literally, like, I think since I switched providers, have a... Every month I'm going over, not by any crazy amount. And I've got a pretty good plan so that if I go over, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg for me. It just like bumps me to the next level. But it kind of bothered me because prior I was going under, I I had never gone over my data. And all of a sudden I switched providers and I have more data than I used to. Plus every single month I went over maybe two months out of the past year. I haven't gone over my data limit. So then you get this app, Onavo. I haven't gone over. I don't even understand. I haven't even gotten my you've reached your 75% like warning that I get and you, every time. And like you said, 750 megabytes. Yeah, this is not a lot. No, I know. I have 15 gigs and I got yesterday. You are at 75% of your... I mean, I use Wi-Fi, right? Like, Sure. I'm, I'm a big purveyor of when I go somewhere, I switch to Wi-Fi. So I think that kind of helps, but... But yeah, I, I'm always going over. I don't have that much data. And I'm one of those penny pincher people who's like, how can I spend less of my phone bill? So what is, what's the secret? What 
do you have to do to get this? Is it free? It's a free app. You just have to sign up. And what it does is it creates a VPN, so a virtual private network that you filter everything through. So okay. uh, for those of you who work at corporate jobs, you're probably quite used to VPNs. If you work from home, you have to use the VPN in order to connect to your workplace. And so this virtual private network will basically secure your internet transmissions to sort of filter out anything else that might be listening and to increase the sort of security with which you're, you know, browsing. So what it does is it installs a VPN on your phone. So everything you're doing is going through a VPN, which is super weird to me because this app is free. And like, it says that I have saved 10 megabytes whatever that means like it tells me what how much data I've saved on every single app that I might be using on my phone so I can see that as a report when I go on the screen I can set up my settings so that I can choose how much my how nice the images should load on my phone so I can choose to load up images with less quality or more quality depending on my needs and a whole bunch of other stuff how long does that take to set up five minutes Okay. Like it's crazy fast. I honestly almost never open the app because I just have. And it just runs in the background. It just runs in the background. So how, what information do you think you're giving up to someone? Honestly, I get the feeling because this kind of magic, like it's yeah, like magic. That's magic. That's crazy. I don't do anything different. I'm using my phone just like I used to. Suddenly I'm not going over my data limit. First of all, what had been going on before that I'm able to save data now and, and, then beyond that, this Onavo company, like, are they just recording every click I make? Well, I maybe because maybe. But then they, wouldn't that also cause more a, data because it goes off into the ether? Like, well, it's a free app, right? So they must be making money somehow. Maybe they're making money off of the data they collect from you. They're selling to someone. Yeah, and admittedly, Which, you know what? did I? I don't care. Did I read my user agreement? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Um, but you know what? Now that I now that we're talking about this, I probably should just for posterity's sake, and so that I can let you guys know next week what the deal is with Anavo. I'll do some digging, and we can kind of. And I am going to download this app. It's amazing. And try it because I don't need to get these little seventy-five percent things anymore. So, what do you think, Jay? Like, are you okay with giving up your privacy for these amazing magical? apps and services? Yes, because I think going forward in the future, more and more of my information is going to be needed and necessary to actually build technology. And technology is going to know everything about me anyways. I was actually trying to find an app this week. And if you know of an app like this, please let us know. I wanted to find an app that would be a contact address book that Wherever I have my contacts, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, it would store all those, all of the contact stuff everywhere. So if I go to your profile in my contacts, I could be like, tweet Ivana from your profile or Instagram Ivana from the profile. I was looking for a specific app to do that. And guess what? When I get that, I'm going to need to give out a lot of information to have something like That's that. That's true. You'll have to sign into all your different things. But I like the convenience of it. I really like the convenience of being able to just jump into my contacts list and go, Ivana, Google Hangouts, 
and have it open. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, like the Apple interface does that for you, especially with Facebook anyway, not maybe not with everything. And again, I don't utilize it probably to the fullest of its abilities, but it will connect with the Facebook Messenger profile and Facebook right away so that I can easily just click on the Facebook and then it brings me to the Facebook app and goes from there. Um, And I have Twitter hooked up on my phone and I'm not seeing it on Twitter, but maybe just this person isn't on Twitter that I pulled up on my phone. It's interesting because I have running in the background of my Android sync all users from all of my different accounts, which I've done, but I still don't pull, I pull LinkedIn yeah. I pull Facebook sort of, but it doesn't have that information in my address book. It's weird. It it only works sometimes. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. The, the Facebook contact goes seamlessly in my iPhone and therefore also all of my other Apple products, namely my various notebooks, of which I think I'm going to buy a new one soon. <sighs> anyway, um, I know, but... Uh, the air is getting old and it needs an update. I understand. And um, and so it's very well hooked up with Facebook, but not so much with the other things. So I can understand that. But you're right. And I, I struggle every day with this concept of is giving up my privacy worth it for these conveniences? In some regards, my answer is yes. And in other regards, my answer is no, because where are the no's? The nose, well, for one thing, I put almost no information that I don't want publicly held into Facebook. Okay. I'm strangely weary of Facebook. Because you don't want other people to be able to find it or you don't want Facebook to have it? A little bit of both. Like, I don't have my birthday on Facebook and my girlfriend thinks that's bizarre. Who would have their birthday on Facebook? That's dumb. Everybody else I know, except you, because you don't have a birthday. I don't have a birthday. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I understand that. Why would you have your birthday? Because then for a year, like once a year when it's your birthday, you have a bunch of people who you never talk to randomly blowing writing, up, blowing up my feed. happy birthday. And it's like, really, does it even matter? Is it worth it that they know or care or whatever? Although I will admit this earlier this year on your birthday, I was like, I think it's Jay's birthday. And then I went to Facebook to double check. And it, you, was, and it, was it wasn't there. there. And then I went through our Google chat history and then confirmed it was your birthday. Yes. But I I don't know. I like those interpersonal moments. I like that my buddy Iggy from so long ago texted me. And I like that my brother called me. Like I, I like those little interpersonal things. I don't feel like. I get to know you any better because you put something on my wall. No, I agree. You know, Facebook to me is very non-personal. It's just another way that I can message people in my brain. Like, okay, I can't remember your phone number or I never got your phone number, but I have you on Facebook. I can message you on Facebook. I agree. I think that Facebook, side note, Facebook is here to say because in a lot of ways it has become your traveling contact card. That's right. Same with LinkedIn. I go to LinkedIn for people's email addresses all of the time. Yeah. And if I want to contact someone in a business way, LinkedIn is the only way to do the it. only way I do it. Yep. Yeah. I completely agree. But we've kind of gone a we've little meandered. long on this one. We've yeah. meandered. So privacy. What do you think of privacy? In the future, I think they're going to ask more of you. Are you going to give up more of it? We'd love to know. 
Trailer trash. Do it again, because your head's bobbing like crazy. I want to see that. Trailer trash. Oh, yeah. She is bobbing. Bobbing away. (laughs) So this week on Trailer Trash, we took a look at The Night Before. This is a new uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Christmas comedy. Christmas comedy. Christmas stoner comedy, which I think when this comes out, we have to do a stoner comedy. Comedy top three turf war. Love it. I know because all of yours will have Seth Rogen. Like this one has Seth Rogen. Are they stoners in this one? I mean, I get that they get high. There are drugs. It doesn't seem like drug, like it seems like drug drugs, not like. I think that this is going to be kind of like the new Harold and Kumar Christmas movie. This is exactly what that reminded me of. We don't have a Harold and Kumar Christmas. This is what that will be. Which actually, remember you and I saw that movie together in theaters. And it was amazing. And I we, had a blast. It was one of the best uses of 3D I've seen in a movie. And we saw it like really early November. And when we left, we were like, kind of have the Christmas spirit. I know. So, but this one, I think it's going to do the exact same thing. I don't know if it's going to get you in the Christmas spirit. I have a feeling there's like an aspect of this one that is, you're just going to laugh and enjoy it, but it will not get you into the Christmas spirit. So this is about three childhood friends who are all grown up. One's having a baby, one's become famous, and one lost his parents when he was young. And these three have always spent time together. So that's Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie. Yes. So, the beginning of the trailer is really interesting, actually. Um, the one we have up is the international trailer, but there is a second trailer where Seth Rogen's wife says, you've been such a trooper, I want you to have a great time, and gives him a bag of cocaine. Yeah. And then the party starts all night long, including apparently Midnight Mass at one point, because that to me was the funniest part in the whole trailer. I just love that she... Because in one scene, she's like, go have fun. I'm pregnant. You have fun for both of us. And then the next scene, she's like, oh, my God, don't throw up in the church. And and he's just like, who's that guy? What? Who? And he, like, does a Jesus pose. Like, Jesus, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Like, honestly, it looks amazing. And we've got. Is Seth Rogen Jewish? Seth Rogen is Jewish. But not in this movie. I guess he might have married a Christian uh, girl. Oh, you think that he's also Jewish in the movie? Oh, like, I totally do. You can play different religions. Oh, of course you can. <laughs> you, you can pick any religion you want. Like, if I, I may have been raised Roman Catholic, but if I want to be a Hindu guy, I can go and do that. I, I got freedom <laughs> of religion. But it looks like it's going to be one of those all night in New York kind of flicks. I think so. I think it's going to probably be like some sort of mix of uh, the playlist movies, Nick and something. Oh, Nick and Nora's. Nick and Nora's playlist Infinite Playlist. Without meet, a romance story? But meets, uh, yeah, no romance. It's a friendship. Harold and Kumar. Yeah. Christmas. I think there's going to be touching moments in it. And it's going to be about these guys' friendship in the same way that. Nick and Nora's was romantic this time. We're talking about friendship, love, and craziness of. So last week we talked about Alice Through the Looking Glass. We both agreed we are not going to see this movie. I totally am going to see this movie. This one, night before? Yeah. You're going to see this one. In theaters. Yeah. I love comedies, and I love watching them in theaters. There's nothing better than a crowd of people laughing around you. I think we should just plan the double date now. 
I love it. Yeah, I think we can. It, we should go in our ugly Christmas sweaters. Oh my God! Yes. Oh, and then we should go for a steam whistle brewery tour. All right, you lost me, but I want to have fun with you guys. So let's go do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week we are gonna watch TV show. Yes. And we're going to watch a TV show that we already talked about, but we haven't had a chance to watch yet. So we're really excited. What are we watching, Ivana? Ash versus Evil Dead. That's right. Stars has already played it. Got to find it online somewhere, but we are watching that for next week's episode. So we hope you watch it too, and we can have a little bit of a, a TV talk. I also recommend that we just watch anything that's out. If there's two episodes out, let's do it. Okay. I'll try. Okay, Ivana, you got to lead us in because it's been a while and I want that sultry <laughs> lady intro on this. I find that shocking because I have the worst singing voice of all time. Do it. <laughs> Reddit Advice Corner. Love it. <laughs> it has been a while for Reddit Advice Corner and we are helping Rocky Help today. What is Rocky Help's story? Why don't you lead us in with that, Ivana? I just learned that my girlfriend slash sister's friend... Sorry, let me reread that. I just learned from my girlfriend slash sister's friend that my sister has been sleeping with her boyfriend for the past four months. In August, they apparently had a pregnancy scare because the condom broke and she took the morning after pill, and it's all good. However, she has no idea that I know. It seems weird to me because she's my little sister, and I never pictured her doing that. I don't think that I can look at her the same now, and I'm not sure what I should do. If my parents found out, she'd be in more trouble than I can imagine. What should I do? I can ignore it, but what if she actually does get pregnant? And I, if I confront her, she'll know where I heard it from, and the drama will ensue between them. She also might be doing it just for the guy's attention, but I've known him for a while too, so it makes everything really awkward. Huh. Okay. Here is my idiot J logic. Clearly, you and your sister don't have that close a relationship. Otherwise, you probably already know all of this. I don't know. I it, They can be close, but it could be one of those things where because you're siblings, you don't talk about that. Obviously, they have to be a certain level of close if he's dating her friend. Do they? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends who I you know, are dating other people, and I don't know a, a lot about those other people. Imagine you're... A, in high school, though, this guy, like, they're, I think they're in high school. Okay, all right. So you spend time with each other. I don't know. I feel like you should leave this alone. And I don't think it's fair to your sister to um, to be like, I've never seen her like this before. Yeah, I, I get that. But she's a person. She's a sexual person now. And I'm assuming so are you. Uh, yeah, I I clearly get this sort of double standard thing going on right now because she's your younger sister. And of course, this makes sense. Everybody does that double standard thing with especially within their own family. But the fact of the matter is it doesn't sound like she's being irresponsible in the least. You're telling me the story that a condom broke and she immediately took the morning after pill. That seems pretty responsible to me. That is the epitome of being responsible. Anytime two people have sex, there is the chance that someone might get pregnant. And she did exactly what she felt was in her best interest to do. 
Exactly. I think that she handled it very, very responsibly. And it sounds to me like she's ready to be in that sort of relationship. And just because you're her older sister and maybe... Brother. And just because you're her older brother, you know what? That doesn't mean that you get to have any dictation on her life. And maybe you lost your virginity at an older age. Guess what? Different generations, different people lose it at different times. Yeah. I lost it late. Other people I know lost it real early, but it doesn't make them any less responsible with sex. It just means that they are sexual creatures and that is what people are. I will say, though, that it sounds to me like it might be better for your sanity and your own relationship with your girlfriend to see if she can suss out whether or not she can figure out a way that to loop you in on it without hurting her friendship with your sister. That's a great idea. You know what? You have this this awesome little loophole here mm-hmm. where you can get dirt as well. You could you clearly have. Yeah. And maybe you guys all go out and there's a conversation or they all come back home and you guys are all hanging out watching a movie or something and maybe she can lead that in somehow. Yeah, or she can getting anyone in trouble. She can even say to your sister, maybe, you know, might be okay if your brother knew about this. But you also got to play it cool, brah. Yeah, for now, don't put your girlfriend in the awkward position of outing the fact that she betrayed your sister's confidence. Um, so just stay quiet. My recommendation though is see what you can do in terms of getting your girlfriend to convince your sister to loop you in on it and then be the awesome older brother who doesn't get involved in the nitty-gritty necessarily but says to his younger sister if you ever need to talk and then nod <laughs> and then nod because that's like the man thing to do right like totally. you don't say i'll be there for you or any it's just if you ever need to talk i, I did it like vin diesel from fast and furious Good. We're, that that was what I was going for. We're family. Cause family. What up? We we're not friends. We're family. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do your best bit Vin Diesel and you'll be good. Yeah, and I totally think this thing is gonna blow over and you should be really proud of your sister. Yeah, for sure. She's a responsible teen. So a couple weeks ago we were talking about YouTube Red, and I specifically said, you know what? If there's going to be a YouTube channel that doesn't really want to do the YouTube Red thing and and really push it there, they can be creative and find something else. And I specifically said my favorite channel, Screen Junkies. That's correct. And guess what happened? It looks like... They did it. They they decided that they didn't feel like going on with the YouTube Red, and instead they're creating their own network. So they have a new streaming service coming out November 17th. It's called Screen Junkies Plus. You can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Android, and it's five bucks a month. You also get a three-month trial if you're already a Screen Junkies fan. So hell yeah, I have marked November 17th on my calendar. I'm, you know... I am not above my words. I said, if they do something, I will pay for it, and I am going to pay for this service. I saw the trailer, which we linked to below. This looks incredible. Especially their brand new original scripted series, Interns of Field. I know. So it's like, if the Avengers were real, and the not the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, but all the people who have to push the paperwork to actually make stuff happen for a team like that. 
I think it's going to be hilarious. I haven't seen a preview for it, but I can't not wait to get a hold of this. I am stoked. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm also going to be signing up because, frankly, it just looks cool. And then on top of that, you get all these other cool shows. And they are basically, when we are talking about movies, it's kind of like that. You know, they have specific shows where they talk only about movies. uh, And there's going to be all my favorite YouTube stars on this new network. I, I am freaking excited, man. And obviously there won't be any ads. I don't think there'll be any like sponsors because they're getting the money from us. Um, and I just can't wait, man. Like I, I said it before. If you are creative, you can figure out another way around the things you don't want to do. It's hard though. And they did. They have the clout partially thanks to YouTube Red. And I should mention that we haven't come, like, have we, is it for sure that they also didn't sign on to YouTube Red and make their own network? I don't know because, okay. It could the, be both. They could be both because Honest Trailers, which I'm sure everybody listening has seen at least once, uh, Movie Fights, which is a great show on Sundays if, you, if you're looking for movie content, and The Screen Junkie Show, they are all... Um, on YouTube, and they're going to stay on YouTube. It's just all this extra content, the interns of field, and uh, all these shows with these other YouTube personalities. Those are going on the new platform. So, I, I just can't wait to see. I, I love everything these guys push out, and I think this will just be so much fun getting into. And uh, yeah, five bucks a month—that's easy. It's your coffee. It's a morning coffee at Starbucks. If you like the fancy ones. If you like the fancy coffees. (laughs) All right. That is all for today, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And be sure to tune in again next week when we chat about Ash versus Evil Dead. We'll have either a new nerd battle or a top three turf war to talk about. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us about anything we talked about today, or maybe you got something on your mind and you just want to let us know, you can always do that at friendselephants.com. Or Facebook slash Friends Elephants. You can email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com. Or catch us on Twitter. I'm at it, Savannah. And I'm at Jester J. And this is the week, I say it every week, but this is the one. Please take a moment Give us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or however else you listen to us. We are totally beholden to you and your reviews. Did you say beholden? Yeah. Oh. I've been doing a lot of reading recently. Wow. I mean, like, that's like like Thor kind of speak. I've been doing a lot of reading, specifically Sword of Truth books, which well, are we set in the be way back. We want to be beholden to you. We do. Please. Give us your feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to get your rating. It really, really helps us. And you know what? It doesn't even cost a thing. And we can't improve unless you tell us how to improve. Agreed. We still don't have anything to say to finish well, the Well, now we're in, uh, we're in an office. In a sound studio-y office. Sound studio office. Uh, so actually we're in one of our listeners office, to be honest, Chris Shapcott. He, uh, he was uh, on not one of our just show. one of our listeners, was, one of our guest stars. Yeah. I feel like we have to do something to this place cause he's going to get to the end of this episode. Oh, let's do a prank. Okay. We got to do this. Okay. We're doing this. So Chris, uh, just so you know, we're about to do something not appropriate in your office. Apologies at a time, but not really apologies. All right.
Let's do this. All right. We're doing it while we're on the thing. Oh, we're doing it on the thing. Yeah. Ah! Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. That's hilarious. He's not even going to know until tomorrow. <laughs> and that is awesome. Actually, he won't know until... Or until Monday. Yeah. He'll have sat at this desk for many hours. I hope he doesn't have a webcam on. We're probably the biggest jerks in the world right now. Huge jerks. Sorry, Chris. Hope you still listen. Listen.